Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for July 10th, 2018. Big Tuesday slate, 15 games. And it looks like pitching is going to be a little bit difficult to figure out again. Although one thing that's funny is for Monday night, it looks like pitching was going to be tough to figure out. And then we just got a basically a ton of low-scoring games. And basically almost every pitcher went out and had a good game. So who knows? Maybe that'll happen again for Tuesday night. But looking ahead, really not a ton of pitching options that I like. On the high end, I think Trevor Bauer and Justin Verlander, they're both super expensive. That's more than I want to pay for them. 13-6 for Bauer, 13-3 for Verlander. Uh, And then moving down, we've got Corbin pitching in Coors Field. So that's a no for me. Cueto's at home against the Cubs, 9,700. Not like a ridiculously high price tag for Cueto, but his last start was his first start off the DL, only went 76 pitches, didn't really throw particularly well, just two walks, two strikeouts, had a negative fantasy point output. So looking at him, I would want to wait at least until after the All-Star break where we know no pitch restriction for him. So I'm off Cueto, even though not an awful price tag or home spot for him. And then also going down, we have a really good matchup for Tanaka, 9,100. I would have interest in him depending on if he was to have another one, no pitch restriction. This is another guy, Tanaka, first off the deal. Really weird injury for him. He actually pulled both his hamstrings at the exact same time and hasn't pitched since, uh, what was it, June 2nd, actually, was against the Orioles. He had a pretty good start going. Uh, or no, he didn't. He pitched five and a third innings. He had four runs before he got hurt. Uh, oh, why is the, the DraftKings pricing as the game's out of order? Uh, There's the game log here. Actually, his last start was July, uh, June 8th against the Mets, and that one he actually had, he pitched a few shutout innings before he got hurt. Uh, but either way, Tanaka, the issue to me is the, the hamstring injury. I think that he's probably going to have a pitch restriction, so I don't want to roster him either. Then moving into the mid-range, in the 8,000s, there's three guys that I like, and they're really the only guys that stand out to me right now. We have Rich Hill on the road against the Padres. Just a pretty simple matchup for him against the Padres. Don't hit lefties particularly well. They strike out a ton. Rich Hill struggled with blisters and injury problems early in the year, but now he's come back three of his last four starts. He's gone for at least 18 fantasy points. And two starts ago, was actually allowed to throw 110 pitches against the Rockies. So no real pitch counter uh, concerns for Rich Hill. And I think this is going to be his last start before the All-Star, or maybe one more start before the All-Star break. But with him getting the rest coming up, I think they'll let him work deep into the game. So I think he's good to go for tomorrow in a plus matchup. Then we have Garrett Richards at 8,400. Somebody who I've rostered a decent amount this year. Richards has been a little above average, 3.42 ERA, 3.945. The reason I really like him is the strikeouts this year. He's throwing really hard mid to upper 90s, striking out 10.5 hitters per nine innings. The walks are a little high also, except the strikeout upside is really nice for DFS. And then the matchup against the Mariners, not really ideal, but let's see, what are they? What are their numbers at for the year? They have a 106 WRC plus against right-handed pitching. Uh, maybe a little bit lower than that we should expect because they don't have Cano and they had him for about half the year. Uh, but So slightly above average offense, but just looking at the pitching options and the strikeout upside for Richards, I think he makes sense. And then Jose Quintana at 8,300. Kind of the same feelings that I had about Kyle Hendricks for Monday night. Now, I don't know how Hendricks pitched because that game hasn't started yet as I'm recording this, but Hendricks kind of in a similar price range, hasn't really pitched all that great this year, but really favorable park upgrade 
for Cubs pitchers going to AT&T Park. It's been the most pitcher-friendly park in baseball over the last few years. So for that reason, I think Quintana makes sense. Just put him in a pitcher-friendly environment on a, in a slate where there's really not a lot of pitchers that I see value in their price tag. So that's most of them going to be in the mid-range years. Rich Hill, Garrett Richards, Jose Quintana. And the nice thing is with those three guys, you can use any combo of them and a lot of room for offense. You have a little over $4,100 in average batter salaries with those guys as the pitchers. So moving into the offenses now, and we get a little expensive since I like cheaper pitchers. Now, there is a Coors Field game, but the pitching matchup is Patrick Corbin against Tyler Anderson, and the Diamondbacks are ridiculously expensive against Anderson. So I'm going to be avoiding both sides of that game and just kind of hope that it isn't one of those Coors Fields games that goes for a million runs, uh, because I just think that there's better offensive spots on the slate. Uh, the Red Sox, they make some sense at home. Uh, who are they? I just oh, I'm disorganized tonight. Uh, so the Red Sox are in a good spot at home. The issue that I have with them is also just the price tags. They're at home against Giovanni Gallardo, who's not pitched well this year. But we've got Mookie Betts at six thousand. JD Martinez is fifty eight hundred. Benintendi's fifty three hundred. So I think a lot of these guys make sense as plugs. I prefer them as my guys to pay up for as opposed to the Coors Field guys. Uh, but it's hard to make whole Red Sox stacks just because of how expensive these guys are, even with some cheaper pitching. So for a high-end offense that isn't quite as expensive as the Red Sox, I think it makes a lot of sense, is we have the Yankees going up against Andrew Kashner. And Kashner is a guy who the last couple years has kind of outperformed his peripheral stats. But this year he has struggled giving up runs like last year a 3.4 ERA and a 4.61 FIP this year a little higher 4.4 ERA and the 4.9 FIP he's also more of a fly ball heavy pitcher he was a ground ball pitcher in previous years only a 40% ground ball rating this year 13.9% home run to fly ball rate so giving up more long balls that's favorable for stacks especially the Yankees offense we've got Giancarlo Stanton I think a little bit too cheap at 5,000 Judge is expensive at 5,700 but still, I think the Yankees, for a high-end offense, have about a similar expected output to the Red Sox. They're just not quite as expensive. Uh, I think that the Dodgers make some sense at uh, on the road against Eric Lauer. Lauer, rookie this year, he's made 14 starts, 4.84 ERA, 4.73 FIP, also another really home run prone pitcher, uh, 36% ground ball rate, but giving a 13% home run to fly ball rate. So I think this is a good spot for the Dodgers against Lauer and the Dodgers against left-handed pitching this year are at, uh, where are they? The Dodgers 98 WRC plus a bunch of guys here that are cheap. That makes some sense as we've got uh, Chris Taylor's actually moved up to hitting towards the top of the order most of the time against lefties, so he makes a lot of sense, I think, at 4200 as a value play. And then we have Kike Hernandez, not somebody who I really like to use outside of stacks just because he gets pinch hit for a lot, but in stacks, I think he makes a lot of sense, really good value option, only 3700 so I think that he makes for a pretty solid play, saves some salary with him. My favorite offense on the slate is the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals are kind of on the cheaper end. They're not like super cheap, but they fit really easily with the pitchers I like. Going up against Dylan Covey, who started the year pretty decently and looked way improved over last year and has totally just fallen apart recently. He's been terrible. He's been the worst pitcher in baseball over his last handful of starts. Over his last four outings, 
He's a total of five strikeouts and 13 walks. He has given up six home runs. So more home runs than strikeouts, twice as many walks as strikeouts. Dylan Covey is just a complete gas can right now. He's really falling apart. And the Cardinals, I think that they're the team I want the most exposure to on offense. Definitely my favorite stack of the night. I think the Twins also make a little bit of sense. uh, But for similar price range, I kind of prefer the Cardinals. Uh, The Twins matchup at home against Ian Kennedy, 5.11 ERA, 4.81 FIP. He's given up, I think it's the most... It's either the most or the second most home runs in baseball over the last three seasons. He might have been passed by Cologne recently. But either way, Kennedy always makes sense to stack against 29% uh, ground ball rate. So he's giving up a ton of fly balls and gets hit really hard. The hard contact rate is at 38.7%, also a high home run to fly ball rate. So the Twins make a little bit of sense. Definitely you could plug them into lineups. Uh, Cardinals, probably my favorite offense. Yankees, second favorite, though. And then Rich Hill, Garrett Richards, and Jose Quintana are the pitchers that I'm looking at right now. Uh, Another thing of note just with the pitchers is that the Phillies actually do have uh, one of their top prospects is making his debut. I generally like those guys when they're really cheap, but he's actually 7,500, Eniel Dos Santos. So at 7,500, we could probably expect him some kind of pitch restriction for his first start. Like if he was in the 5,000 range or something like that, he'd be fine as a value play, but probably don't want to roster him at 7,500. And the Mets also have a pitcher making his debut, and he's not even in the player pool, so could just ignore him altogether. But that wraps up the podcast. You can go follow me on Twitter at GEarenbergDFS, and I'll be back to record a podcast tomorrow for Wednesday's slate.